From the Rose City in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, home of bikes, books, bridges, beards, food carts, startups, and indie coffee. Grab your dog, snatch your hammer and beer, leave your umbrella at home. Welcome to the Tiny House Podcast. It's Tiny House Podcast. I'm Perry. Bam! I know. I'm NJ. This is Mark. Alexa, say hi. Hi. <laughs> Worst Ale- guest ever. I know. <laughs> Alexa, introduce yourself. I'm Alexa. I can answer your questions, play music, tell jokes, and more. That's To better. learn more, just ask, what okay. can you do? Okay. No, uh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, so that kind of threw us off. So our our last our last guest was amazing. Let's talk about what's in the news. What's in the news, Michelle? What's in the? Also, <laughs> well, this SNL's coffee talk. What's in the talk news about what's in the news? Shall we? So what's in the news? So what's in the news is um, as a result of having um, been uh, told to more people this past week that they were going to have a tiny house of the street of dreams. The city is very, very, very interested. So the city stepped forward and said, hey, we want to inspect it. We want to get you a building permit. We want to get you an occupancy permit. So what's in the news is that um, the city of Hillsborough um, and the municipalities and the fire department and the water department and everybody um, has had a big aha moment um, in the past week, understanding the complexities um, associated with permitting, inspecting, placing, occupying tiny houses. So it has been interesting to be a part of. Um, Oregon passed House Bill 2737 recently. Now the municipalities are trying to figure out how to uh, use it. And frankly, they don't know. Hillsboro is the pl- is the look is the city where the tiny the dream the street of dreams is occurring this year. Correct. So when they heard there was going to be a house at the street of dreams yeah. that they didn't know about, yeah. the city had a big oh crap, like we haven't inspected this house. So they said we want to come inspect it. And I'm like no problem, and they said okay, give us the build location. So I gave it to them, and they give us send us the floor plans, and I send the floor plans. And uh, then they say, well, wait a minute. This is being built in, you know, not in Hillsborough. It's being built in this other town. I'm like, yeah. They said, well, we don't have any jurisdiction in that town. I'm like, (laughs) "Um, okay, well, you can still come see it if you want to. (laughs) And they said, well, we think we'll maybe inspect it when it gets here. And then they called me the next day. And then they said, oh, well, but it has wheels. So we can't do that either. (laughs) So because they don't know where it's going to eventually end up. They're all messed up. So it's what's in the news is the fact that we now have all these rules, technically, that Mm. we can apply and got, you have ADUs and you have RVs and we now have House Bill 2737 and Fed Appendix Q. Like there's all this stuff going on. And then when it comes down to the actual city level inspectors and people that want to do their job and yeah. do their thing, they still don't know. So funny. Mm-hmm. And so typical. Let's write the rules and then we'll figure it out. Exactly. About how we, how <laughs> exactly. we rule it over people. So yeah. we had a fun conversation, however, also regarding the subjectivity of the rules. Yeah. Um, one of the easiest ones to visualize is your kitchen, your sink has to be 21 inches from your toilet. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, well, we'll just take the sink out during the inspection. So there is no sink because you don't have to have a sink in your bathroom. And then we'll put it back in after the inspection. And that way we don't have to worry about that criteria. But the whole idea of the inspection... This is this is how this is how funny human beings are, and politicians. And, and, well, yeah, in everybody, right. everybody in particular, because it's like you're inspecting it to ensure that the 
the thing passes inspection so that after the inspection is complete, <laughs> everything's following the rules. But if the people can take out the sink, what's the point of even having the inspection? But that's kind of different. Again, I mean, you know, it, it's different than, um, you know, like an egress and a window size, right? The window has to be so big. I'm not going to put in a larger window later, right? right? Right, But again, given the architecture of a tiny house bathroom, many of them don't have sinks. Right. Right? Really? Yeah. Most or of them. really teeny tiny sinks. Right, yinks. yeah. Most of them don't have. But even a teeny tiny sink, it's t- it's tough to meet that 21 I would inch. Bet, yeah. it's, it's pretty tough. So. Yeah. You'll still have your sinkhole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just put a little cabinet there. You can still put yeah. a little cabinet and then like and a then mirror. Pop a sink exactly. On top of it. Yeah. So they were talking about the bedroom. They're like, oh, well, this is the bedroom. I'm like, that's not a bedroom. And they're like, well, that's where the bed is. I'm like, well, what's a bedroom? They said, this a wall. I'm like, no, that's not a wall. It doesn't go all the way to the ceiling. So they said, well, what? I'm like, that's a partition. So they can't call it a bedroom. Therefore, it can't, don't have to have egress regulations because it's not a bedroom, even huh. though there's a bed in it. Interesting. So it was a fun conversation, a um, lot of aha, a lot of um, head shaking and nodding and laughing about the situation we As backed you ourselves into. Talked around, talked them around in circles. Right. <laughs> well, they didn't <laughs> expect that I would know yeah. what. I wouldn't be prepared for the discussion. So right. that was another part of it too, having someone to... And one guy said, I'm not... I hope you're not offended. Like, don't be defensive. I'm going to tear your you know, your whole floor plan apart <laughs> and I'm going to tell you everything is wrong with it. I'm like, bring it. And yeah. he's like, that's the first time he's ever heard that. <laughs> you know the stuff more than they do. Yeah, yeah. I think and I do. And many variations yeah. of it. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. Very Just always taking them back in the front door. Yeah. So here you go. Exactly. Did you know that there are doors that actually require what they call special instructions? I did not know that. So if you have a door that requires special instructions, it's not considered a door. What's a special instruction? That's what I asked them, and they said, ah, uh, it's kind of subjective according to what's called general knowledge. <laughs> Brother. I know. So fun. So our guest is laughing his ass off over there. <laughs> now is probably a good time to introduce him <laughs> and get him in on the joke. I'm glad or I maybe, can entertain one person at least. Or maybe, <laughs> or maybe he can get us in on the joke. We've got uh, Cameron Scott from Tiny Home, Oregon. Correct. And you're from Bend? I live in Bend. Our shop is in Prineville. Got it. And welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, th- you drove here, obviously. Or yes. flew, maybe. Okay. And uh, the reason why I'm making that distinction is because our last guest drove here also. Yeah. I we, gave him the option and said we could do it over the phone or we can do it in <coughs> studio. We prefer to do it in studio. It's just much more. We just love the personal engagement. So they both agreed. Why did you agree? It's more fun. And uh, the reason I agreed is that there is a need to get the knowledge out to the public what's really going on in the industry right now in Oregon. So what is going on in the industry right now? Well, uh, last July, the industry pretty much got tipped upside down and <laughs> set on its ear with two little lines in the RV code, which pretty much put a lot of the you know, the reputable builders yeah. out, out of business. Right. I mean, or threatened to. Yeah. And what were those lines? Mm-hmm. Uh, e and F of the RV code where it talks about pitch roof, wood mm-hmm. siding, and bay windows. And, of course, if you look at any tiny house out there, they have a pitch roof, they have woods on the sides, and they have windows. And and what was it about the... the So in layman's terms, um, basically, most regulations have to pass a jurisdictional process. You know, you have hearings and testimony. And in this particular case, it was actually passed administratively only. It was a memo that went out that changed the definition of an RV in at the home builders, um, the home builders board... uh, Home Building Code Board um, that technically doesn't have jurisdiction over the RV industry. 
So they just added these two lines or three lines of description to basically wipe out, again, all tiny houses as RVs. Okay, so by they said that an RV cannot have those things? Correct. Is that what they said? Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so by doing that, they said they no longer recognize them as RVs, that they're structures. And, of course, then Department of Motor Vehicles come on board and say, well, we're not going to issue a title. I am a certified RV manufacturer with the federal government. I have a world manufacturer index number. I issue VIN numbers to everything I build. They will not accept anything mm. at DMV to title or license in our Tiny as house an RV. RV. Yeah, it um, has a pitched roof, wood siding, and mm. well, and they furthermore went and they sent out a letter to every business on the Secretary of State website. And this is a funny story that they looked up and did a search term on the term tiny Mm -hmm. in the business name, okay? And they came up with about 45, 50 businesses. A friend of mine called me and said, you're going to really like this, what happened. I said, what happened? He says, well, my girlfriend has a daycare in Roseburg, (laughs) Oregon called Tiny Tots Daycare. (laughs) (laughs) And she got a letter from the Secretary of State. They're not allowed to build tiny houses. (laughs) I'm sure the four-year-olds are really upset. (laughs) They can't weld trailers. They can't even milk break and lunch anymore. (laughs) They're our biggest fans. Yeah. So so why do you, so between both of you guys, are between you, Michelle, and you, Kim, wh- mm-hmm. why did the state, why did they do that? You know, that's a good question. We all have our ideas and opinions on it. What's yours? Well, just follow the money. Yeah, if you don't, mm. if you don't want to, I mean, if you don't want to state your opinion for political reasons, that's <laughs> I fine. I did. get to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I you get do to. get to. <laughs> I do get to. Yeah, I... Uh, who 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 won as a result of that language being put in? We don't know yet. Who right? lost? It's well, not, we know who it's lost. It's not settled yet, right. really. Obviously, okay. we're fighting it. Yeah. So my personal opinion is that it had to do with the egos associated with the home uh, with the with the board. So the building code board at the Oregon State, they were basically told, or they basically were under the impression, yes, we're building these structures, and yes, they're your building code department, but you don't have jurisdiction. And they didn't like that answer very well. They didn't want to have all these buildings mm. out there that they had no jurisdiction of because they were on wheels and they were somehow RVs, and they just so part of it was money, part of it was I think I had to, to do a tremendous amount with code or with excuse me, ego, Mm -hmm. that change was also made, again, administratively, which is really important because no one got no no one yeah. knew that no it was coming happened. through so we right. didn't even have the chance to show up and go we all yeah. got blindsided exactly on. interesting so. and the other thing is you know you got several agencies involved in the state of oregon with this whole debacle and none of them are talking to each other right <laughs> i wonder if it would be possible to get someone from the board on the show you want a friend or a foe Either one, just someone who'd be willing to talk about this from the board's perspective. Probably. So what was the other language that you said that there were two lines? What was the other other one? Well, the two lines are consisting of that as far as, you know, the wood siding, the pitch roof, and the bay windows. Okay. That's all included in those two lines. I see. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that the, uh, and I might be speaking out out of context here, Michelle, I'm surprised that the sprinkler requirement didn't put the kibosh on a lot of tiny house bills. Well, that didn't actually come along until the implementation of it in January of this year. Mm. So at that point, that was July of 2017 Mm. when that particular change. Mm. So, um, yeah, the original AHA moment came out from the governor early in 2017. And then July, the the building code division made that administrative change. Mm. Following that, there was all the hearings and all the implementation of the code itself. I see. Are you, are you, what's your builder background? 
Well, my builder background is I, I've been in the medical field for 20-some years, and no. I was getting to a point in my life where it's like, what do I want to do when I grow up? And it started off with building a storage shed for my backyard that I wanted to put on the property line. So I built a tiny house, which made it legal in my city. And wait, wait, so you, you couldn't put a storage set on the property line, so, but you could put a tiny house on right, it? Right, you have to do the 10, on wheels? 10 foot offset. For mm-hmm. Unless it's structure. on wheels. Right, but so it's on wheels, and my storage shed has a utility license plate, DMV, the whole bit. <laughs> Um, then I helped a couple <laughs> friends build a couple, and I thought this is really fun. I love what this mm. is doing. I love the people I meet, and I just said, "There's my new career." Huh? Wow. And so I got into that. Okay. What, what were you doing in the medical field? I was a. I have a care home in Bend, and then I'm also a geriatric uh, medical case manager. Oh wow! Yeah. You, so you take care of old people? Yes. Mm. And you have your own business doing that? And actually, they're not old people. I have Sorry. to correct you. Sorry, correct they me. Are re- correct they me. are recycled teenagers. <laughs> That's true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> My mom is one of those. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> actually, she's more like a recycled two-year-old <laughs> at this point. Ooh. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, so interesting. So your your builder background. Did you have any builder experience before the? Well, I've, I've built stuff, you know, on my own over the years, but you know, never went into it professionally. And so, you know, I of course got a good crew of guys, and of course after the rule changes, I had to lay off my entire staff. Mm. And uh, we were on our way for sales for 2018. We had orders over a million dollars. Holy moly! Yeah, and so far, this whole debacle has cost me a quarter million. Is that is that something you can sue the state about? Well, there's been talk between builders about yeah. if we can find a really good attorney that's willing to do a class action. Yeah. Because I'm of the opinion that they don't have motivation right now to do any changes, the Got state. It. Got it. Thank you. But if the if there's a class action lawsuit oh, yeah. for the mm-hmm. loss of the industry, yeah. which the industry was estimated, the estimated value of the industry for 2017 was $400 million statewide. Wow. So if we go after a state with a half a billion dollar lawsuit, we'll get their attention. Yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah. Is that it just one second, is that what um Michael Johnson was talking about in terms of forming a lobby? To- no, he's a little different on that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's talking about the American Tiny House Association is yeah. um seeking to put together and gather funds to actually hire a lobbyist Got it. um in individual states. Thanks, That's Michelle. what he was talking about. Mm, but cool. speaking of lawsuits, um the gentleman that actually added those controversial notes um, yeah. you know to the building code division um, he was actually fired from the state of Oregon and then sued the state of Oregon for several million dollars and then won. he won for wrongful termination something <laughs> and then he came back to the state of Oregon so the other problem is um, again politically and sort of all messed mm-hmm. up the state of Oregon doesn't want to slap him down again. I bet. They he's, know he's radioactive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. So they know what he's capable of. So again, any lawsuit, the, the, the state of Oregon is now stuck between a literal rock and a literal mm-hmm. hard place because they got this guy that they've already tried to get rid of, and that didn't work. And now they've got this, he has this, you know, beef against the tiny house industry, and we're <laughs> really, really stuck in the mess. It really, the I, mess. when you said egos before, I thought, eh, you're maybe being a little general. Uh, but, but no. No, it sounds, <laughs> sounds exactly <laughs> no. like that. And it's messed up. It's so and deep. what I have heard about him is that he's actually sued the state twice and won both times. Right. And so yeah. he's totally, wow. totally thermonuclear. He's sure, too. Yeah. Wow. He knows well, what he's doing. He's got, he's got a business background. Model. 
Yeah. Oh, he does. Oh, okay. So, mm, right up there with politicians. So, and, yep. you know, and his boss, his boss even said on the last meeting on the side, he says, before we go into the meeting, he's not going anywhere, so let's not even go there. Right. Wow. Let's yeah. not talk about getting rid of him. We're all yeah. going to try to play nice together in the sandbox. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, it's, and it's that amazing. That this one person yeah. could have such an impact. Right. Yeah. And he didn't, again, he didn't like how there were these structures being built that mm-hmm. was not under his jurisdiction. So he did the one thing that he could do without asking permission to wipe out the entire industry. Right. Yep. Wow. And the problem is, see, we do have some builders out there that they just have the I don't care attitude and they're doing it. And the problem that happens there, <laughs> <laughs> well, professionally, professionally okay. doing it. And the problem is that the people that buy those houses are going to find themselves at a severe disadvantage because it's not legal to go down the road. They cannot put it anywhere. They can't get insurance. Wow. Like one lady I know, mm. she had her tiny house financed, and when the finance company found out about oh, everything, no. they came back and said, we want our $80,000 back. Yeah. Wow. Um, so it's a serious problem. Yeah, it mostly, it definitely mostly affects the financing. You know, yep. um, if you're financing and you have an RV loan and now you can't get a title mm-hmm. for the RV you're financing, that's definitely, definitely yeah. the most. But as far as insurance goes, however, there are a few, you know, again, inroads to, to doing it otherwise. So mm-hmm. I'm thankful that we've made some progress on the insurance side anyways. But you're right, there's still some major challenges. But have we had any claims yet? <laughs> Interestingly yeah. enough... Oh? None. None. Uh, yeah. Not from the tiny house mm. industry or the tiny house builders or the tiny house owners. Yeah. We've had um, so far the only claims um, we've had that I know of are transportation, all the movers. Um, and their hit rate is really high. The yeah. movers are filing right. claims left and right, right. But, the, but the homeowners are not yet. Interesting. Yeah. So, so what are you Good doing right now, though. Cam, with your if, – if you've – Essentially, it sounds like essentially you've been wiped out in terms of your... Well, we can still do out-of-state builds. Oh, uh, okay. So out-of-state clients are okay. We can build utility trailers, stuff like that. So we're starting to recover, mm-hmm. and we're starting to get orders again. Are you uh, building for, your own trailers? Yes. I heard That's you what I was well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we manufacture our own trailers because mm-hmm. our design is specific to each house, and it's a unique design where we can build the house down inside the trailer so it gives you about another foot of interior build without exceeding the 13.6 height requirement. Hmm. Hmm. How long have you been doing this? Three and a half years. Okay, so you've been at it a while, a little while. Yep. So how how did you, how, so you said you had like, I think you said you had a million dollars on the books when you got crushed? Okay, so what what were you doing that was generating so much, have you built a tiny house yet and sold them yet? Uh, Quite a few of them. You have, how many? (laughs) How many have you done? We've built 11 to date. Have you really? Yeah. Um, What, uh, what, like, what's your your shtick around, like, style and substance of the tiny house? Do you custom or do you do? It's uh, all custom. The slogan of my company is your tiny, your way. Interesting. So I sit down with you as a client and I say, okay, how do you want this thing to look? How do you want it laid out? I'll tell you, no, you can't put the bathroom on the loft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I know. Can I put a sink in the bathroom? Or not put a sink in the bathroom? Actually, I've built several of them where the sink is far enough away. Yes, you can. Yeah. yeah. So it's just on all how you lay it out. Yeah. Hmm. So everything we do is custom. Okay. And how do you, how do you, so a lot of the tiny house builders we've talked with have said that custom is like a nightmare. It can be. How do you, how do you deal with that? 
We just, a lot of communication with the client. Patience and beer. And a little bit of <laughs> slapping around. <laughs> beer? No, we use hard alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> this is Oregon, damn it. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <Mommy loves> vodka. <laughs> interesting. And so, so, okay, wow. So you're, it's interesting. I haven't heard anything about your company in all the time we've been doing this podcast. Well, I think it's because, um, First of all, there's a ton going on in the tiny house industry. Mm -hmm. Second of all, um, they are on the whole other side of the state. It's a big state. Right. Yeah, but we talk to people across the country and across the world. It's like, how, how did we miss this guy and his company? Right. It's just weird. We're making it our rounds all the yeah, way to everybody eventually. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. So what, what, is, the, what is the most interesting tiny house ch design challenge that you faced from your custom customers? Uh, that would typically be typically so con convincing the cust the customer that full size stuff in a regular house is not going to work in a tiny, mm. like and, a sofa or like yeah, a counter. When they Tubs. come up and say, "I have a nine foot couch," I say, "Well, good luck." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a sawzall. We can, <laughs> <laughs> we can fix that. <laughs> It'll be three feet when we're done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have a friend of mine that wasn't willing to forego her uh, her expectations for a full size soaking tub. She's also six foot two. Oh my! Uh, so she's building a ten by forty. <laughs> is she really? Yes. <laughs> that's a shipping container. Yeah, really, exactly. That is. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I'm not sure that's a tiny anymore. Yeah. The other, I think, the biggest challenge overall, though, is that people do a lot on the internet. And they see these articles. Oh, I built this Taj Mahal tiny house for ten thousand dollars. And you know, you have to bring them up to speed on it. Costs money. Uh huh. And yeah, uh, you know, like the steel tariffs that are coming up. Uh, we've seen a forty percent increase in steel price, so our trailers are getting expensive. Thank wow. you, Trump. Sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mark? Mark is in the corner, by the way, with no means of escape. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite part of, uh, this is my famous two-part question, multi-part question, what's your, famous, what's your favorite part of being a tiny house builder and then what's your least favorite? We maybe hinted at it, but I want you to answer the question a little bit more directly. My favorite part is when I see the expression on people's faces when they walk in and they see their house for the first time. The that reveal. Is so awesome. Right. They're just like little kids. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're giggling and just, oh my God, you know, it's so cool to see that. Right. And I'd say the least favorite part, um, dealing with all the politics. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing that um, I, you know, I guess it's a foregone conclusion, but yeah. but disappointing nonetheless. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we, there's so many reasonable um, people, and it's disappointing that you know that the politics are, are so embedded where we are right now in this state, anyways. Yeah. In this state, anyways. So um, presumably you've attended events and so forth. Tell us a little bit about your sort of go forward, right? You've had this kind of slap back a little bit from the state of Oregon. Um, you're doing some out-of-state builds. Um, are you? Tell me a little bit about your go-forward mantra. Are you attending events? Are you designing new builds? How are you sort of recovering? Oh, we're doing a little bit of both, and we just attended the uh, Great American Tiny House Show at the Convention Center at the first of the month. Mm -hmm. uh, we had some inquiries on that. Um, we're going to be attending the Seattle Show and another one down in the Bay Area mm -hmm. uh, in the next couple months. You know, doing more out-of-state you know visits and. 
you know, displays and attending the functions. So is that where you get most of your business, or is it internet? Is it word of mouth? Is internet it the shows? Internet is the biggest. Really? Yeah, okay. the biggest is the internet, the Facebook page, and the website. Right. How many of how? What would you say are the number of people that you actually get cash from and then start a build versus the people who are looky loos? Um, probably about eight to ninety-two percent is so, the looky loo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's part of the education process it you is. talked about. It like, is. no, you cannot build the Taj Mahal for twenty grand. Although right. I did, just saying <laughs> <laughs> that I'm one of those people that I'm unfortunately contributing to that perception, yeah. but only because I wanted to challenge people to build it themselves for twenty grand right. as opposed to pay someone else to do it for sixty. But, but, um, but on the other hand, you're right. In general, the press has done done no favors. Correct. Um, they really. You know, oh, it's tiny. Therefore, it should be easy and it should be fast. And the TV shows, yeah. for as much as we love their, yeah. the what they've done for the industry in general, they've also backed contributed. Yeah, yep. the Back not so it. real reality shows. Yes, yes. Exactly. exactly, exactly. I the thing is, though, I treat everybody the same. I don't care if they're looking to or not. I mean, I spend time with them mm-hmm. because I know how it was for me trying to get my head wrapped around it yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. And I really appreciate it when people would talk to me and say, hey, this is what you can do and mm-hmm. probably would not want to do this. And, right. And God, no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> do you suggest that they go spend a few nights in a tiny house? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. I tell everybody that. says, if you really are looking to make the significant investment in the tiny house, whether you do it yourself or with a professional, go spend a week in one. A week? See, yeah. Spend a week. And that's going to give you a real reality check, you know. And like that show, Portlandia, kind of, yeah. kind of, you know, yeah. made it yeah, yeah. clear. Mm. Have Have you lived in a tiny house? I have not. I've stayed in them, mm-hmm. and of course, I build them. For yeah. how long? And, uh, how long have you stayed in one? I stayed in one for a week. Did you? Yeah. I Did, you it. Did you like it? I like yeah. it. I like it. I enjoyed it. I am actually eventually looking to go tiny myself. Are you single? Mm. Yes. Okay. And so, do you have a dog or a cat? Three cats. Oh, yeah. Man after my heart. <laughs> I couldn't see that on the show, but yeah. I just go, go followed a little bit. Uh, I was, uh, I'm hating my cat today. He <laughs> went on a hunting spree yesterday, and I came home, and he had f- I have four rodent carcasses on my porch when I got oh home yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Good Garbage cat. disposal worked oh, for a bit for that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Mouse house. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So if you had your if you had your free will, which would you choose? Working with recycled teenagers or working with tiny house customers? Both. Oh, look at nice answer. I like it. I like all of it. Do you still work with geriatric yes, patients? Yes, I do a little bit. You do you really like that work? Yeah. Is it you own your it's company? Just, yeah, I do. And, and I just got to the point where after 17 years with pretty much no day off, I said it's time mm. to back off. And yeah. then I had my own health challenges a couple of years ago with cancer. Oh. And so I it kind of wakes you up and says what's really important. Right. It's oh, a life balance. It's it a is. life balance. And I love the tiny house because I get to meet so many neat people from mm-hmm. all walks of life. Mm-hmm. Like you, so Perry. fun. <laughs> didn't, you, didn't you have that experience with, the, with, with your um, home care patients? or what, Not, was, What's the difference? Uh, the difference is, is that those people are looking towards an end of your life and the tiny house people, they are looking for a new, a new life, a life. new yeah. start, and you know, going forward in life. Very interesting. That's funny. One of the things Perry and I did bat around years ago was the idea of a mm-hmm. retirement community mm-hmm. for older people. But in terms of <clears throat> kind of getting around and getting out and, and up and in and around within 
um, a chunk of land just seemed a little hard, yeah. harder. Well, I, that's one of our specialties of my company is ADA accessible. Okay. Wow, um, they make those? I do. Really? Mm-hmm. That'd be a tough gig. Not ADA accessible tiny houses. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you, really? Yeah. Wheelchair, yeah. That's wheelchair the first thing I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's the first I've heard. Yeah. How do you You're put definitely a ramp the right on expert. that thing? It's you, a long ramp. I guess it would be really long. But, but our houses sit so low to the ground oh, to begin right. with. Right. Because, because of the design. way they're built. Yeah. yeah. Right. So they're a foot lower than the typical house. Hmm. So oh, that's really, the ramp is not terribly long. But could you build a community of them? I could would you? love to. I would hmm. absolutely love to build a community for seniors where they can age in place. Hmm. You could right. probably populate it too, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Are your doors wider because of the ADA accessibility? Yeah. And you obviously don't have a loft. No, no loft. Most of our builds anymore are all... Uh, Bedrooms are on Main the floor. floor right yeah, now. that's the that's definitely the, the trend. Is yeah. it really huge trend right now? Everybody, uh, a huge percentage um, of the feedback um, is, I can't go up the ladders, you know, and I can't go up the lofts. Um, mm. And I want stairs. Yeah. 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 Or none. Yeah. Um, even even this week, I had a sore knee, and I was like, oh damn, do I have to admit that they're right? <laughs> <laughs> Do I, at what point do I have to admit to the right and move into one of my main floor yeah. units? Right. That hurts. So, so do you yeah. do you build your tiny houses longer then to accommodate the bedroom? Or most of the time. Most of the time? Yeah, usually at 30 to 35 feet. Oh, interesting. And, and single bedroom? Yeah. You can put a dual bedroom. It's just... It's all about what's important to you. Right, right. You know, I have a questionnaire that's on my website that people can download and look at and say, right. what's truly important to me in my build? Mm-hmm. You know, and I always say, you know, order of importance. You know, basically, you got four items. You got a bedroom, a bathroom, a living area, and a kitchen. Mm-hmm. And you label those what is the most important to the least important. Do you find that people truly know what they want, though? Or are people waiting to Hand be... holding Lots Yeah, of that's yeah. the thing. Like, yeah. what do you really like? Oh, I love to cook. <laughs> and you're like, great. So your living room is going to consist of one <laughs> club chair and maybe a... Co- oh, well, what if I want to have friends over? I want two chairs or I want a couch. Okay, well, you got downsize the kitchen. Like that's what I've always wondered when I read those surveys or when I when I look at those. I wonder to what extent people have really have been introspective enough to communicate their expectations. Everybody knows about the number like, "Oh, I don't have 50 grand." So then they walk away. That's different Mm-mm. from from, you know, that conversation about the layout and the lifestyle that they want. Mm-hmm. So do you find, um, so for the tiny houses that you sell most often, are mm-hmm. they owner-occupant? Yes. Uh, really? Yes. <laughs> wow. Quick answer. Interesting. No one's come to you and asked for like a, uh, a wholesale deal where they're going to take the places and then put them on a piece of land and rent them or something? We have been entertaining that. You're, yeah. you're doing it yourself? Well, or? no, I'm actually working with Michael on that. Oh. Okay. oh. Yeah. Entertain commercial so, builds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, but the second part of that question was, um, as you know, the short-term rentals is a big market as well. I, I, I tell people that the market for people that want to stay in tiny houses is literally thousands of times larger than the market for people that want to live in them. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, And so, um, I'm very proud to announce, drum roll. 
My Airbnb is booked 100% for the next three months. Wow. Sweet. I have zero nights available. Where is it? Where is it? Um, here in Sherwood, about 15 miles oh, okay. outside of Portland. Anyways, my point was in asking the question because I think that people are also starting to buy them as you know as short-term rentals as well. So sure. I'm surprised when you said that the majority are still buying them for occupancy, which means your market is probably <clears throat> still going to grow in that respect. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. And I want to develop a couple B&Bs myself, you know, and have five or six of them on a property somewhere. Mm-hmm. Boy, the work. I wasn't expecting the amount. I don't know why, <laughs> but I wasn't the expecting the amount of hand-holding and the amount of work that it's actually taking as far as the cleaning and the turning and the supplies and the constant communications and questions. And mm-hmm. I cannot turn off my phone mm-hmm. or, like, I have to have my phone on 24-7, mm-hmm. which, I'm, which ever since my children moved out, I haven't I've been <laughs> enjoying not having to do that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so if you tried to hire all that out, would that pretty much eat up everything then? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, and I may have to. Probably, we'll see mm-hmm. kind of how things go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have a I have a cleaner that I can that I have on call. But again, it's I can hire a co-host, but they're going to take 60 percent, and I'm already doing revenue share with my land host, and mm-hmm. I'm already doing revenue share with my boyfriend because he's our maintenance guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it would reduce my number significantly mm-hmm. for a co-host. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, like everything else, kind of chunk it out. Go, mm-hmm. you're the cleaner. I'll call you when I need you, and I'm gonna pay you a flat rate, kind of a situation. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. So are you? Uh, so again, odd question. Um, are you optimistic for the tiny house industry despite all of the legal changes? Are you considering moving out of state? What? What's? Where do you want to be when you grow up? Like, where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> Well, I am optimistic about the industry, even in Oregon. And uh, myself and several other builders, we actually were going to collaborate our businesses in Idaho uh, up until DMV uh, closed that loophole. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because at the time, we were still able to get one title out of state and then bring in. They would have to accept the title. Right. Oh, interesting. And Oregon DMV said no more. Right. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even if you have it built in Texas and you bring it here, good luck. Yeah. Wow. Now, I've, I have been touting, and maybe incorrectly, correct me if I'm wrong, I have been touting the trip permit loophole. Um, so for people that are truly want to move their tiny house either into or through Oregon, but they're not going to move it often, I have been touting the loophole of, number one, either trip permit, or number two, hiring a DOT-certified um, mover. Um, you know, they move stuff that's quote unquote illegal or not roadworthy all the time. So as far as the insurance I'm and familiar the familiar with that. Yeah, and the specialty associated. Is that a correct statement? You wanna you wanna um, contradict my assumption that either a professional mover or a trip permit would be an option? Well, first off, professional movers are uh, they have uh, transporter licenses okay. uh, in Oregon. I am one. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, I primarily got it so that way I can transport all my units and not mm-hmm. have to worry about trip permits. Right, exactly, yeah. On the trip permit end of it, um, DOT kind of coughs and looks the other way because if you look at the application, you have to put a VIN number down. And my question to them, and I'm one of those people that can be a thorn, uh, my question to them is, okay, we do a trip permit. That's wonderful. Um, but you don't recognize the VIN number, but yet I have to put the VIN number on the application. Right. <laughs> so which one is it? Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, you get the deer and the headlight look and the sound of crickets. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and off to the next question. I've had roundtable discussions with ODOT 
and the state police and the Portland police. Right. And uh, we've had some really interesting conversations, uh, like in regards to insurance. Uh, a lot of these houses that these DIYers are doing, what's scary is that they're, they buy a trailer, it's got a utility license plate on it, they don't convert it over, it's not legal to be on the roadway, you get in an accident, even if it's not your fault, your insurance company will walk on you. Right, wow. which is why I always right, which is why I always hire professional movers for mine. Perfect. I Perfect. always hire I professional. Knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I'm straddling the quote unquote the industry, right? I mean, right. I I'm obviously a DIY builder. I always tell people I build by myself, with myself, for myself. It's all about me, mm -hmm. which surprises nobody. <laughs> but at the same time, I try I to know. be as in you know as close to the regulations as I can physically get, you know, responsibly building. Responsible and telling other people how they can responsibly build DIY. Um, so I just want to reach across the table from DIY to professional builder and mm -hmm. say we're still on the same team. I promise. Oh, we are. I'm not one of those people that um, is a DIY builder that doesn't want regulation. I still mm -hmm. think that there's options uh, for DIY builders and professional builders to sort of educate each other about Absolutely. how to maneuver. I, I totally embrace the DIY market. That's that's the whole premise of the movement. To begin yeah, with. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And what I find ironic is that the movement started in Oregon 15 years ago and now Oregon's trying to kill. I know. Yeah, that is ironic. <laughs> Except for downtown Portland. Well, right. Uh, yeah. Technically, they're still not legal. I know. But they just chose not the enforcement. Right. I mean, they made a very smart decision to say, let's just back off and not enforce the rules right, right. now until this all until we can figure it out. out. Yeah, right. exactly. And and, it, and you, you said earlier that you are optimistic that it is going to work out. I am. Yeah. You know, it's frustrating right now, yeah. but that's just the way it is. Yeah. I, I suppose you have the patience that you're expressing right now comes maybe from your previous incarnation in dealing with uh, older or geriatric people. I like the regulations and all that and... Well, and I, I've been a FAA licensed pilot for 35 oh, years. Oh, really? Oh, so there we what go. do you fly? <laughs> I fly mostly Cessna. Okay. Um, I used to fly corporate years ago in oh, air really? ambulance. Right. Uh, air ambulance? Yeah. Uh, fixed wing or helicopter? Fixed wing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. Huh. You've done a lot. Yeah, it's been in our lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny when you go, wow, that was only that many years ago? I, I feel like I've been doing this forever. Uh -huh. yeah. Oh, it's more like, you mean it's been that long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do come across as a very staid, he does. sort of very patient, stable. sort of level. Like, yeah. I, we can't think of a question that, that'll rattle feathers. you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but you can tell we've been trying <laughs> for no other you reason have? than entertainers. <laughs> It's like you have. So have you been married? Once. Okay. You have kids? One. Oh, one kid? Mm -hmm. uh, and he? She? She. She's yeah. Yeah, grown? She's, oh, yeah. She's grown. Okay. So. Interesting. How long ago was that? Uh, she's going to turn 27 in July, oh, and she's finishing up her PhD in music. Oh, wow. So. Wow, in music. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Are you proud of her? Oh, yeah. This is your chance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. She's That's my awesome. baby girl with all oh. the curls. Oh. <laughs> Should we end the show on that? Are we good on time or I, where are we? Yeah, we, uh, we can wrap. Okay. Yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something, but I'm not going to. It's okay. It's okay. It is okay. I'm the one, per I'm the, I'm the one, <laughs> I'm the one person in the room that is the least qualified to, to rap. To beatbox. I yeah. It's like, wow, both of you did it too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, tiny house listeners, that's because the last time I tried to rap in this oh. context, 
it was a major disaster. It was so funny. <laughs> Remember though. That? It that was, was so funny. funny. By the time the show came out, I was laughing my <laughs> ass off because we, we, you know, Cam, we've talked to you about this post production process, right? Right. We have our this show come won't come out for several weeks, and so we completely forget about the context of the yeah. conversation. But I always listen to them in the morning on my way here. Um, and I was laughing my ass off. That was really hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. So, anyway, Cam, thanks for so much for being on the show. It was Thank awesome you. having you. Lovely listening Thank to you. your stories and all that. And uh, good luck with your. Oh, you probably don't need it because you're doing so well. But mm-hmm. good luck anyway with Thank your you. with your business. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Appreciate you coming all the way over here. Yeah, you I, didn't have to do yeah, that, but that we love really having great. you in the studio. It's awesome. That was really great. I think the conversation was was really really much more authentic. Again, we love the face to face. I I like to do things face to face, and gives me excuse to come to Portland. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And Tiny House listeners, thank you so much for listening to yet another fascinating show on the Tiny House podcast. Be sure to check in next week because we'll have even more funny, interesting guests and maybe... We're also going to talk about insurance. Oh, we are going to talk about insurance and I think at some point we're going to talk about having someone from the government in here to defend themselves. Exactly. Or at least justify. (laughs) Defend yourself. (laughs) Big eye roll from Cam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We've been talking to someone that's thinking about coming on the show but um, not telling us his name or who he's working for. State or, or, or city? Um, that one is um, city. Okay. That one's city. Okay. Yeah, it would be great to get someone from that board that you guys are talking about. Yeah, have a bag in their head. <laughs> yeah, with a bag in their head. <laughs> the unknown, the unknown yeah. administrator. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be difficult to find someone that's truly against what they did, though. Um, again, it was a very focused, personal, almost attack. So. I'd prefer mm-hmm. to have someone who was for what they did, so they can like defend it. Try to in defend this little yeah. room, because <laughs> Michelle's gonna get. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get catty. Get <laughs> Hydrogen peroxide takes the blood stains out. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We've named the show. There you go. <laughs> Thank Thanks you so much for being with us, Kim. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Namaste. Be good to each other. Thank you for listening to Tiny House Podcast. To find us online, go to tinyhousepodcast.com, where you will also find our show notes, if we remember to put them there. Our logo was designed by the amazing Carolyn Maine. Our website is hosted by the gang at Sightcast. Our theme music is by Oma Studio. Please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, or whatever. You tiny house-loving bastard. Tiny House Podcast is probably made in Portland, Oregon. <laughs>